Alright guys, what's up? Episode 3 of the Retro Gaming Podcast. Surprised we got up to uh, 3 this fast, but I've been uh, pumping out content on the website, so if you want to go over there and check it out, it is in text form, and this is the audio version of it. So, going to skip a generation as far as video game uh, lifespan goes, and talk about the Sega Genesis system. These are just a few of my thoughts of uh, the system, because uh, as you could tell in the blog, it was really my first system. The NES was my brother's, and I played it, you know, with him and, you know, when he wasn't there. Uh, so in 1992, I made my first Holy Communion, and back then, it's a lot different than the times now. Uh, back then, it was like a big thing when you made your communion. I believe you're in, like, second or third grade or something like that. I don't know. I was, uh, I was eight years old. So it was, like, May of 92, and, you know, you normally had big parties. Everyone gave you gifts, whether it was cash or something like that. Uh, you had barbecues or you went out to a restaurant and you got the big gift. And for me that year, the big gift was Sega Genesis. It was something I wanted because of the commercials that I saw. There really was the first console wars between Sega and Super Nintendo. And a lot of kids really had to uh, make the decision of staying with Mario and staying with Nintendo or going with this blue hedgehog character that looked like had an attitude in all the commercials. On the blog, I actually linked to uh, a YouTube link of one of the original commercials that kind of sold me. And it was like a librarian saying, like, be quiet or something like that. And Sonic, like, sticks his tongue out at her. The speed of Sonic kind of, um, you know, jumped out at me. And also, you know, the graphics, too. So the decision was based on, it, it just looked cool. Sonic looked a lot cooler than Mario at the time. And if you remember, Mario's push was Yoshi and Super Mario World. And that, you know, just testing, it was in the mall. They were, like, outside the game stores. You could play Super Mario World. Uh, so I played it then, but yeah, I think just based on the advertisements, which is night and day to where we are today, where I probably wouldn't even see a commercial, I went with Sonic. So on launch, uh, I believe I had Sonic came with the system, uh, and then uh, NFL Sports Talk Football, which was like the first like play-by-play -play football game. I think Joe Montana was on the cover, and to me, that was awesome, so... Uh, the graphics were kind of mind-blowing. I had um, Toe Jam & Earl was another one of those, quote, black box games, like the original ones. Echo the Dolphin, obviously. Uh, it, some of the earlier ones, like Kid Chameleon. Uh, and, and then, obviously, your NBA Jams, your, you know, Earthworm Jim, all of the Sonics. And I really remember the size of my collection being almost double than what I had for Nintendo. Uh, even to this day, I think I've played more Sega Genesis games. Uh, whether it's through the cartridges or emulation than I have for the NES. And I think the NES has like 900 games compared to Sega's like 500 or 600. The Sega also uh, put itself in the front of the uh, sports games. So NHL 94, probably one of the best games ever made, if not the best sport game ever made. Madden started on there and, and Sega was, you know, doing the, I think Evander Holyfield had his own boxing game. Then they went aggressive with the fighting games too. So it, it really was a console war with SNES, but people kind of made their decision and, you know, whatever you were into kind of dictated what system you got. I think of some of the odd games like Cool Spot, which uh, was a game based on the 7-Up mascot, uh, which I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen 
cool spot anywhere in any type of marketing since that game came out. I remember one of my friends or or I had Green Dog, the uh, surf surfer dude, beach surfer dude, and you would throw like frisbees or something like that. That was a weird game. Of course, Echo the Dolphin, which was like revolutionary at the time. I don't think since then you've been able to be a dolphin. Uh, I haven't played any of the next gen versions of Echo the Dolphin, but that game was amazing. I, I think I actually beat that game with the help of codes and passwords to the last level, but it was pretty pretty interesting game, a different concept of a game too. And then one of my favorites too was Jurassic Park, uh, where you could decide to either be the raptor or Dr. Grant and do things that weren't even in the movie, like throwing smoke grenades at little things, shooting guns, uh, shocking dinosaurs, and then you know with the raptor you could like eat people and stuff, which was pretty cool. I remember that game. Uh, also to the two-player games, like all, all the sport games, uh, again, NHL 94 comes to mind. Tommy Lasorda Baseball uh, is another one. And, and then just the graphics, too. So something like Tiny Toons, where it looked exactly like the cartoon. That was fun. Uh, the Disney games, Lion King, Aladdin. And uh, in the Sega version, Aladdin had a sword. And the SNES version, he was just throwing apples at people, which is kind of weird. But it kind of like went with the attitude of you know the SNES a little bit softer than the Sega. And they push that attitude envelope in the advertisements too. But yeah, Lion King was a huge game. Uh, it's also a little bit tricky when you're doing that thing where the monkeys are tossing you around. Aladdin was really fun until it got to that lava board where you're on the uh, magic carpet. Uh, so there's always going to be things that you remember, uh, things being a little too hard. Uh, and, and then you have, you know, stuff like Steam that comes out with the SN, uh, Sega Classics. And, and then they put all of the Sega Originals. And, and I think Sega kind of dropped the ball with the Sega Forever uh, with the App Store, where they were releasing games that no one really cared about, like Ristar and Comic Zone and some of their first party or Sega developed games. So, yeah, I think they dropped the ball with that. I'm also going to do a review on the PS4 version of the Sega Classics because uh, I, I didn't really care for it and some of those games were just total duds, but there is uh, a lot. Another thing that Sega was responsible for is I was part of the Blockbuster Video Game Championship. So, uh, yes, Dr. Disrespect is telling the truth. There was a Blockbuster Video Game Championship uh, in 1993 and 1994. Uh, if I remember correctly, I believe I was doing the 1994 one. Uh, so every local blockbuster had like, you know, you sign up, you play these three games at a certain time, and then they would like rank you. Uh, so I came in first in my blockbuster uh, here on Long Island. And if I remember, I think it was you played Sonic 2, then you played NBA Jam, and then the last game was Judge Dredd. Uh, so it went by scores, it went by score of the game, and then like the amount of points that you got in Sonic, uh, and then that combination was your ranking. So I came in first uh, in my area. Of course, Dr. Disrespect, I, I believe he's telling the truth, actually won both of them, but supposedly some like fat kid showed a trophy that he won uh, one of them in California. I, I never got that far. I just won like my little area, and I think I got like tickets to a Mets game or something like that. I think that was in 94, so. Yeah, the Sega, I, I still have the original to this day. It still holds up as far as, you know, turning on. It, it was a system where you didn't have to blow into the cartridge, which um, Nintendo was famous for. And also that sound, too. It's got that like heavy grunge sound to every game. You could hear it in Road Rash. You could hear it in the X-Men games uh, and a few other games too. And then they also had the licensing, which is very helpful. So like Ren and Stimpy was a fun game. 
Uh, I remember my buddy used to come over, and in the bike level, he would pedal the bike, and I would do the jumping uh, because you had to like jump over stuff. Uh, so it was pretty cool that way. Sonic Two uh, was like the first like real two-player game, although Tails wasn't really involved. Uh, but you could play with your buddy and do, um, you know, like the special stages and get the coins and stuff. And then they really broke ground with the Sonic and Knuckles attachment that you could play as Knuckles in Sonic 2 and Sonic 3. And then if you did Sonic 3 and Knuckles, it was like a, a huge, like, bigger game and you could get, like, Ultra Sonic or Super Sonic or something like that. But I believe, and I don't know how true this story is, but Michael Jackson had his hand and most of the music in Sonic 3 and Sonic and Knuckles. And once all the allegations came out in the early 90s, they just just severed all ties with them but he owned the rights to it so that's why you don't see Sonic 3 and Knuckles on the new Sega Classics release but also why you don't really see it anywhere else but it is on the Steam version which uh, I find kind of weird so I've seen YouTube videos of the music that you see in Sonic 3 showing up on some of his songs later um, that I could do probably a whole episode or whole blog post about that because that is really interesting if he was hired and fired and and everyone you know kept the songs and put it into you know his actual music uh, i believe jam w was one of them that was in the casino level and then a few others there was one on the snow level uh, that ended up in a michael jackson song and then like the end credit song the only thing that was bad about sega is that it didn't have some of the stuff that you liked about nintendo so it didn't have um I don't remember playing a Castlevania game because it came out a little bit later. But like Zelda, if you love Zelda, there was no Zelda because it's a Nintendo character. Uh, Mario obviously uh, lived in Nintendo and SNES. Um, so we didn't really miss out that way uh, unless it was like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Sega Genesis was like the forefront and I loved uh, the WWE games too. It was like endless hours of fun. Uh, just beating up the computer, beating up your friend. Uh, even though if you look back, the graphics are absolutely terrible and you can only do like a punch or a kick. Uh, it was insane how much we played that game and how bad it is now. But some of the games still hold up if you go play on an emulator or if you have it set up. Uh, Road Rash comes to mind that, that holds up. And the Sonic ones, I mean, Sonic Mania came out for PS4 and it was just exactly like the old Sonics for Sega Genesis. And it's like the seamless transition. So those Sonic games really still hold up today. Uh, as far as the, the football games, I mean, Madden has come a long way since it came out. Uh, I remember you weren't even able to see the numbers on the jerseys or the names on the jerseys. Uh, just the play calling. It was like revolutionary how they went up and down instead of left and right. Uh, and I remember if you got injured, the ambulance came out. Uh, it's kind of like an NHL with the, the blood and the guy gets checked hard enough. He's like, you know... Uh, dead on the floor, which is pretty funny. I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of stuff. Earthworm Jim 2, I think, was a little bit easier than the first one. I remember playing the first one when I hacked the SNES Classic, and it was really hard. So, yeah, I mean, SNES had games, and then Sega would counter. So, like, SNES had Turtles in Time, the Ninja Turtles uh, 4 game. So Sega had the Hyperstone Heist, which had a few more levels, and you got your Turtles fill in. It was kind of like the arcade game a little bit. The different spin and some new characters. So yeah, if you love Turtles, that was uh, an amazing game. I don't remember that being a Ghostbusters game. I'd have to look and check, but I don't think I had it or played it. Uh, maybe that was the one with the bigger heads, I'm not sure. And then, yeah, some of the uh, fighting games. Uh, I was big on uh, Super Street Fighter 2, the tournament edition. Uh, obviously, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat 2. 
uh, having the blood on there as an option. Those were pretty fun games. Nothing like uh, the wave of attention that it got in the arcade games. I remember people are huddling around the arcades when Mortal Kombat first came out. They were doing finishers and fatalities and all that stuff. But once it came onto console, it was really, uh, really popular. And uh, it was one of those games where you had to like close the door just so your parents wouldn't see you playing it and chopping people's heads off and stuff. Uh, one of the memories too is like people were outraged uh, between that and like Beavis and Butthead, like they couldn't believe it was going on. And like now that's like so timid compared to what we're playing and what we're seeing in real life. So those games were fun. And I think I'm pretty sure I, I don't know if this is like a PS1 or Sega. I might have my timetable, but Marvel vs. Capcom. I think that's a PlayStation one just because the graphics were so good. And then I believe the Mega Man Wily Wars uh, came out a little bit later, but I'm not sure if there was a, ever a Mega Man game on Sega. Uh, my memory is uh, leaving me right now, but. Yeah, I mean, Sega, uh, Taz, uh, Tasmania, uh, Escape to Mars, or whatever it was, was another amazing game. Uh, I remember Kid Chameleon being a weird-ass game, but it was still fun. It was still a long-ass game, hard. You had no idea what to do or what was going on or what did what, but you figured it out. Buddies either told you or you found out through, at, at the time, GamePro was like the biggest thing in the world. Or GamePro actually had a TV show for a little bit. Might do a review on that in the future. Basically, your friends split at that point. It was either one went Sega, one went SNES, or the rich kid had both. So that's how it was in my neighborhood. All my friends did stick around for that generation of games. Uh, and then uh, I believe we had that second decision coming up, which was PlayStation 1 or N64, or even some people had Sega Saturn. So that's another, uh, that's the next next gen blog post and um, podcast episode. So let me know your guys' experiences with Sega. Did you have it? What were your favorite games? I'm going to do a top five uh, favorite Sega games in a coming podcast and blog post. Just going to jot down uh, some things and, and honorable mentions like I did with the NES one. But I like to hear everyone's story because um, a, a lot of people lean towards SNES, so there's not a lot of Sega Genesis fanboys, as you could say, and they really haven't helped themselves with all these retro systems coming out and the AT games uh, releases or the digital releases, so it's not easy to kind of get that love unless you're actually buying the cartridges, which I understand can be really expensive. So I'd love to hear you guys' comments if you want to hit me up on Twitter. Uh, or if you want to go to the website and comment under the blog post, that's probably your best bet too. I answer everything, and then on Instagram as well, uh, I'll be posting about you know Sega Genesis as well. So if you want to comment under there, so let me know what you guys think. If you have any uh, things that I want to uh, review, react to, or go over in the next coming episodes or posts, let me know, and I'll see you guys on the next one.